The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. Welcome to the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. On today's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about selling things online. With eBay and Amazon being popular places for people to sell things, I wanted to talk about how not to get scammed. It seems fraud and theft are just a cost of doing business online, but there are some ways to avoid getting scammed when selling online. Stick around for today's podcast episode, and I'm going to provide some tips on not getting scammed when selling online. Buying things online is nothing new, and it has become a normal part of life. We make purchases on sites like eBay and Amazon all the time. It is a convenient and a convenient way, and often things can be found at a better price than local retail stores. Selling online is nothing new either, and many people are doing this to sell unwanted things that have value. eBay is one of the more popular sites that's used for people to make extra money by selling things, selling some used items they may have around the house. If you started even reselling to probably maybe make some extra money or you're thinking of it for a little extra money and you're even thinking about maybe doing it full time for an income, I can tell you the rewards can be great, but there are hazards you will encounter. In particular, there are scammers, fraudsters, and just plain and plain old nasty people looking to take advantage of people that sell things online. The fraudulent buyers like to take saving to a whole new level by getting things for free or asking for further discounts once they receive their purchase. There are things you can do to limit theft when selling online on a site such as eBay, but you should be aware that using online platforms for selling, you will be at a disadvantage from the very start should you encounter fraud. And I am, I'm going to speak from experience today because I have sold on eBay for quite a while now, and I actually did it somewhat almost full-time making some good money online. And I have some some experience selling on eBay, not so much on Amazon, although I am familiar with it. And why I want to tell you why it is a disadvantage from the beginning when you sell on particularly eBay. Now, don't get me wrong. eBay, it, it can be a great platform to sell things. And like I said, I, I, I did it for quite some time and had much success doing it in the past. It's not quite what it used to be, but still a viable option to sell things online, especially if you just have things sitting around the house. You might get a much better price selling them online than you would say at a garage sale. Just like most places you buy things, the the old saying, the customer is always right, is also true on eBay a large majority of the time. And this outlook is perfectly fine with large sellers and retailers that move a lot of inventory when they sell online. They will often even side with the customer even when they know the customer may not be right and maybe taking advantage of them. Theft and fraud are basically, they're just a cost of business if you do business online. If, if you sell things online, you need to expect that you're going to have some loss due to theft and fraud. Unfortunately, 
you know, large online sellers and retailers, they have to build this loss into their budget. But for someone selling something here and there, even a small regular seller online, you can lose money if you're not careful. What are some of the top frauds people use on eBay to steal and scam? And I'm here to tell you the top items. And the first one I have here is the I did not receive the item scam. And with this scam, what happens is a buyer receives an item that you ship out and then claims that they never receive it. I can't tell you this does legitimately happen from time to time where a package does not arrive. However, scammers use this rare occurrence to their advantage. When this happens, they will open a case on eBay for a refund. And most of the time, eBay will refund the buyer. If you are able to plead your case, the buyer can still file a chargeback claim if they used a credit card through PayPal. And this scam of I did not receive the item is typically seen on higher value things. A second item on the list for, for top scams on eBay is buyer claims they received a damaged shipment. And how this works is when the buyer receives the item, they send a picture showing a damaged item. This is often something they just wanted to maybe replace and they're, they're using the damaged one to show the issues. When this happens, it is often your word against the buyer. There, there's not much you can do uh, with eBay and they're often going to refund the buyer. You can ask for the damaged thing you sold to be returned, but the postage cost you're likely going to have to pick up. The next item on scams that, that happen on eBay is the empty box returns. And it, it's hard to believe that people actually pull this scam, but I can tell you they do. In this case, you sell something and the person wants to return it, claiming the item was not described properly or not what they thought it was. And they'll ship it back to you. And when you get it, the box is empty. As a result, they have a tracking number showing it was returned and they want a refund. And what happens here is this is most likely just going to be your word against theirs. And eBay will side with the buyer in most cases, unless the buyer has a bad history. Number four on the list of scams and ways people commit fraud online through eBay is the forwarding address. And this is not necessarily, I'm going to say a scam, but a loophole international buyers use when you may not offer items to their country. This is a big issue that always seemed to come up for me personally from time to time when I was doing a lot of selling on eBay. Some things I just didn't like to ship out of the country because they were either fragile or expensive. And a buyer for from Russia, for example, is what they would do is use a US forwarding address. And when I ship the item to the address provided, it is then shipped to Russia. So you need to know online that, that you know, there are some areas in the world that are more risky to sell to, but is what can happen is even if you put a, with, with I know with eBay, you can designate certain countries that you're willing to sell to and ship to. And even if you select certain ones that you may not be willing to do this, you need to know they can use a forwarding address. And I even talked to eBay about this one time and they really didn't know how to put a, a stop to it. 
Number five on the list is the buyer asks you to ship their purchase to another address other than the one on their account. Also, they may say that it is an old address and to use the one that they send you. This issue I have come across several times. The buyer tries to get you to send it to the other address they provide. Now, if you do this, they can then claim they never received the package even though they did. So that's something you need to know is don't ship it to, if someone asks you to ship to another address than the one that they purchased it with online, that it's probably not a good idea to do that. Number six on the list is the PayPal refund scam. And this is set up by a buyer, usually for a more expensive item. And once they agree to meet you for local pickup, they pay through PayPal, you meet with them, and then following the following day, the PayPal payment is reversed. So what they do is they meet you, they do the, the PayPal payment before they meet you, and then they go ahead and reverse it the day after. Number seven on the list for possible scams is buyer feedback hostage negotiation. And this is particularly on eBay because having good feedback as a seller on eBay helps to, to make more sales. As a seller, you look more trustworthy and competent with great positive reviews. It can also save you money by lowering the fees to list on eBay and help the ranking of items being sold. Now, buyers know the importance of positive feedback on a site like eBay, and they will use this to their advantage. They do this by saying an item is not as described when they receive it, and they'll claim it has a flaw or was damaged, and is what they'll do from here is they'll ask for a partial refund to get a discount on the item. Now, again, issues do come up, and there are times when a partial refund may be fair. However, the scammers know this loophole and they will use this one all the time to see how far they can get. They want to see how far they can go to get some kind of a discount on the item they buy. Now the above list that I just gave you is it's just some of the scams buyers will use on eBay. There, there are many more and new ones people come up with all the time. And I'm here to tell you what some of the steps are that you can take to protect yourself when selling on a site like eBay. And the first thing to remember when selling online through eBay is there is always the possibility you will have a loss of both the item and the money, either you paid for it or the amount you hope to get for an item. Also, the amount you paid to ship an item. So if someone buys one and you ship it, you may lose out on that money if you ship it to them for free. So why would you lose both the money and the thing you were selling online? Is There's a few reasons here. One is packages get lost in the mail. You can buy insurance and even a small amount of insurance is often included with just the postage through the postal service if you do sell something online. But claims can often be difficult to collect on or they may take some time to get resolved. Using other carriers other than the U.S. Postal Service also have their, their pros and cons. UPS is a large national shipping company, but many of their local stores you need to know are individually owned and operated. If you read the fine print, it, 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 it is often you know up to the local business owner to pay any type of insurance claim if a package is, say, lost, stolen, or damaged. 
And this is one I've had personal experience with, with UPS and an item that I took to them that they both packed and shipped. And even though they advertise a pack and ship guarantee, it took almost a month to have them pay out a claim that was damaged in shipment. I shipped a package and basically with their guarantee, if they pack it and ship it, they, they put their guarantee on it and it took a month to, to get the payout. With their guarantee or your money back, when they pack something and ship it, there, there shouldn't really be a long drawn out process. And I was told there would need to be basically an investigation on how the item I sold was damaged in transit. And my response to this was poor packing and therefore their investigation was solved, yet I still had to wait. Fraudulent buyers will sometimes claim they never received an item even though they did. And the problem with this is it places the proof on you, the seller, to show that the item was delivered. Now, you can't pay extra with the Postal Service to have someone sign for a package, but this, this again, does not guarantee a buyer will not get away with claiming they never received something. It does make it more difficult, I can say, but it's not absolute. And thus, you will need to file an insurance claim and... The best you can do is, is hope that it gets resolved. Another reason you could lose money and the thing you're selling online is things do break in the mail. It happens all the time and we all see the nightmares on the news of package handlers throwing things to the front porch. In addition, there are the porch pirates that take the opportunity to pick up a surprise box they can open at home. And that does seem to be a bigger problem today than it ever has been. Even with the, surprisingly, this is one that surprises me, is even with these, these doorbell video cameras, people are still stealing packages off of the front porch. Now, it is up to you, but personally, I would not sell extremely expensive items through a site like eBay. If you can't afford the monetary loss of selling something online, my advice is sell it someplace else. There are plenty of local ways to sell something of high value. The amount of high value, is, it's a personal decision. But for me, if something costs more than say $500, I really don't want to sell it online unless I use the option for local pickup or meet the person and, and get cash only. You can, like I said, restrict buyers from certain countries that have problems of, of fraud. And there's nothing wrong with selling to international buyers on eBay. eBay, you know, they have a great program to sell internationally. And I've sold to people in Canada, England, Australia, and many other places. However, if you allow sales to third world countries, you are asking for trouble. Make sure to set up the account restrictions on eBay to places you sell. If if you're hesitant of just playing international sales, you can also set it up to only sell to people that reside in the country you live in. But the one thing you need to keep in mind is the loophole with forwarding addresses. And it doesn't happen all the time, but, but it does happen. At least with the legitimate buyers that aren't trying to scam the system, they're going to try to buy through the country they live in. Another way you can possibly avoid getting scanned online is take only the best pictures and 
you need to describe every detail you can about an item. Good photos and descriptions are basically invaluable on eBay listings. If something being sold has flaws, you need to be sure to point them out. One tip I learned the hard way is that if you have an item you're selling for parts only, make sure to list it this way. Don't just say it doesn't work. Specifically say in the listing that the item you're selling is for parts only. Have a clear set of buyer terms in your listings. This may not do much in the event that something happens, but it can persuade less than honest people. And one thing I started to do at one time was list some of the internet fraud laws and the consequences that go along with them. And I would put this clearly in my listing terms. Another thing you want to do here to avoid any problems when selling on a site like eBay is check the buyer and their feedback. When an item is purchased on eBay, I always check the buyer's feedback rating before sending their purchase item. If I'm sending something over $100 to a buyer with low feedback, I will make sure to pay the extra, you know, couple dollars for a signature guarantee. Anything over $200 automatically gets a signature guarantee added to the shipped item when I sell something. When checking buyer feedback, also look at other things like their email address. This will often show if the buyer is possibly using a forwarding address. If they have an email that has an extension of another country, the forwarding address could be a possibility. Forwarding addresses are one of the biggest loopholes on eBay when you don't want to sell to a certain destination. If the buyer has terrible feedback or mostly feedback as a seller for what may be low priced items, this should possibly raise a red flag, especially if the item you're selling has a higher value. Now, one thing I, I really want to point out here with online selling, and again, this is particularly with eBay, is don't leave large amounts of money in a PayPal account. And I really want to take a few minutes to talk about PayPal because it is one of the preferred payment methods on eBay. And I know eBay is looking for some, some different ways for people to pay now. And it was almost the only way for people to pay. But even if you use PayPal for other purposes or you use it for another site, maybe you have your own site you sell things on, you need to know that PayPal is it's not classified as a bank. And they do not follow the same regulations as, let's say, your local bank around the corner where you live. If, if you've not read the novel of PayPal's terms for using them, I highly recommend it if you're going to be selling on eBay and using PayPal. eBay and PayPal can reverse money out of your account for whatever reason they, they see fit to, to do so. Don't leave, I'm going to tell you, don't leave tens of thousands of dollars in your PayPal account. Your accounts can also be compromised from phishing scams or hacking. Just plainly, don't leave a lot of money in your PayPal account. When you get paid for an item and it can no longer be returned, transfer and withdraw the money from your PayPal. Transfer it to your bank account. Take it out of your PayPal account. Don't leave large amounts of money in your PayPal account. eBay is looking into using another payment provider and they've already started testing it and some users are, are using it. Hopefully it will be better than PayPal. Now I can't tell you only 
ship to a verified PayPal address when it comes to PayPal. If a buyer says their address is incorrect and ship to another one, don't do it. Only ship to the verified address if you're using PayPal. If a more expensive item is returned, take video of it while opening the package. Now, this may help in the event the a person uses the empty box return scam, but it may not. But it will be the only proof you have that somebody returned something and you opened it to only find an empty box. If buyer feedback hostage negotiation occurs for a partial refund on a site like eBay, you need to notify eBay of the problem as soon as possible. For lower priced items, it it's always best to just have, just give a partial refund or full refund. Having good feedback on eBay, it's required to sell with any type of success. If you get a feeling the buyer is trying to just get a better deal and it's a low priced item, you know, a lot of times is what I would do is I would just give them a partial refund and then I, you can actually block them from buying from you again in your account settings, which is what I would do. Because honestly, if somebody's buying something from me that's say $20 and they're having a big problem and they want $5 off of it. I mean, I'll just give them $5 off and then I'll block them from buying again because I don't know about anybody else listening to this podcast, but I've certainly bought things online that I've not been happy with. And if it's a lower priced item, I don't take the time, you know, it could take a lot of your time to go back and forth in emails to try to get a $5 discount. That's just somebody trying to take advantage of the system. Always report the hostage feedback negotiation if it's happening to you on a site like eBay. People that do this sometimes try to do it regularly and a site like eBay will have a record of it so they can put a stop to it. Just to kind of review what I went over, you know, eBay can be a good place to sell things as long as you are aware of the scammers. And this goes for plainly just selling online, selling on other sites. In my experience, it, you know, it does happen, but it doesn't happen very often. There, there's not a, a, there are probably a lot of scammers and fraudsters, but in the scope of things, it's going to be very little if, if you're selling online, but you do need to work that into, into your losses because it is going to happen. There are good buyers on, on eBay and the majority of people that just plainly buy stuff online are, are pretty honest. However, you should be aware of the scams that can and do take place. This will allow you to recognize possible issues and prevent them from happening. Now, the list I covered, it's not the only scams occurring online. The less than trustworthy people are always looking for a way to take advantage of the system, and they are coming up with new methods every day. So what I can tell you, if you are going to sell on a site like eBay, or sell online, it can be hard to learn all of the issues that might occur with fraud and theft. Most things you're going to have to just learn as you go. But I can tell you, take the time to learn as much as you can. You will be at a disadvantage when you start selling for the first time online. But with continued learning, you can hopefully sidestep any fraudsters and scammers that come along. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money Podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for 
articles and helpful information on life and money. I'm curious to know if you are someone that sells online, what has been your experience with theft and fraud? You can email me directly at eric at smartstopmoney.com or comment on the podcast site. Join me on the next podcast as I talk about a question I recently received regarding CEO pay. If minimum wage for a janitor is $10 an hour, is there a minimum for CEOs? This is a question I recently received. And on the next podcast episode, I'm going to provide some information and thoughts on CEO compensation. If you think the money CEOs are paid today is out of control, the next podcast is one you will want to hear.